Welcome to the No Backing Down Podcast. Your host Sean Stellato brings you amazing guests with incredible stories of triumph and success. Prepare to be inspired. Well, I'm super excited for our next guest on the No Backing Down Podcast. This young man defines what No Backing Down stands for. He was a Division I basketball player, and now he's a current NFL player for the Carolina Panthers. We're going to keep pounding. This young man's first game ever playing football wasn't in Pop Warner, wasn't in high school, wasn't in college, was in the NFL when he made his debut for the New Orleans Saints, September 18, 2016. And I'm super excited, as I mentioned, because the uniqueness. But not only that, he's a Mac brother. As I played at Marist, he played at Canisius. And uh, we had a tough time going up to Buffalo to play those uh, Canisius uh, studs up there. But Chris, welcome to the No Backing Down podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, we're obviously in very trying times right now. Um, what are you doing to stay busy right now? Um, you know, working on my game every day, to be honest with you, especially uh, given the unprecedented circumstances. It's kind of one of those things where you just don't know. So why not be prepared for, you know, whatever happens? Yep. What do they say about preparation and separation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And Chris, you know, to jump right into this, because, you know, when people hear your name and they, they Google you and they're like, wow, Division One basketball player uh, jumps to the NFL first game. Now, my question is, Cardinal Spellman abolished football in 2013. Would you have played football if you had a team in high school or would you have just strictly focused on basketball? I wouldn't have. Honestly, I was strictly – basketball I, I ate basketball i breathed basketball and it was just a passion of mine from early early on so at that time i had no idea that this was going to be the route that i was going to take well you know and and with re- respect to yourself uh chris you know three three-year captain you know uh, i i did find it a little humorous to uh see what you did against marist 18 rebounds um was that at marist that was at Marist, I believe, yep. Oh, pretty a nice campus, right? Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, campus. they they they've been struggling in basketball, so I I know when we were there, we're consistently seventeen, eighteen wins. Now I think they're they're about four or five, but uh, it, it is what it is. But yeah, you had a great career as a hooper. At what point in college, or did you the light go on? You know, did you did you even have an option to go to Europe to play basketball? Or did you even consider professional basketball? You would just had a vision and you were going to go at the football thing like what planted that seed for you to want to be an NFL player yeah I have heavily heavily um considered it and um the opportunity pretty much came after I graduated um my senior year um prior to that opportunity all eyes and all my focus was on you know getting a contract to play over in Europe so it was one of those things that just came up and it was an opportunity that I couldn't really pass up and you being obviously playing college basketball at 200 and Chris is 6'6", 235 pounds. You put on a little bit of size. Uh, I'm sure, you know, that uh, your, your mom's, I heard a heck of a cook. Um, I'm sure she contributed to that as well. Um, can you maybe elaborate a little bit on your upbringing, Chris? I know you're very close with your mom and, and your dad. They immigrated from Jamaica. Uh, can you maybe elaborate on how that shaped you as a kid? Yeah, um, like you said, both my parents um, immigrated from Jamaica here um, before I was born. And, um, you know, 
I give a lot of credit to them and, and to, you know, raising me into the person that I am today. And uh, I know that they instilled a lot of traits that, you know, pretty much still s- sticks with me to this day. You know, hard work, you know, finishing what you started, you know, being being religious, uh, putting God first and things and um, caring for people, being respectful, those type of things, those type of traits that obviously is has been implemented um, at a very young age for me, it, it, it doesn't go away. Well said, dear. And, you know, reversing it oh, back to the question prior, Chris. So you're making the transition from basketball to football. What was the toughest transition there? You never played football. You obviously, you've got height, you've got weight, you've got speed. What was the biggest transition going from basketball to football? I think it was just a mental uh, hurdle. Um, I would say that's the first thing that jumped jumped out to me. I'm just getting used to um, the terminologies um, and kind of, you know, it's, it's it was almost uh, synonymous with learning a new a new language um, and something that I've never done or experienced before. And uh, being asked to do something at the highest level possible at the age of 22, 23 years old probably wasn't the easiest. It's by far the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my life. So um, that was the the mental aspect was definitely one of the more challenging. Yeah, obviously we're going around ball to a you know the the, the football the points you know a little different uh, a little different in turn. I know you had a tendency to dunk on people, and I'm sure you had a couple posters. I've seen <clears> some of your vicious dunks. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for an agent, a player going to a basketball tournament because we ain't losing. But I don't think anybody wants that. I um, can't wait for that. Yeah, exactly. Get to, well, Stephen A. Smith. If you hear this, come on, let's go promote that. <laughs> Um, but that being said, you, you obviously sign with the Buffalo Bills back in 2015. Rex Ryan comes out publicly. It's going to be a long shot for this kid to make the team. Um, what was it, you know, take us through the, a little bit of that training camp, the transition, um, when you got cut, what was going through your head? Yeah, um, when I got cut, that was my first taste of, you know, welcome to the NFL. And, and um, I say that because uh, the more years that I pack on and playing in this league, the more I realize that this is a business first. Um, and, you know, certain things are not personal, but teams are trying to win and, and coaches are trying, coaches and GMs are trying to shape a, a roster that they see best fit. So upon getting cut, you know, I think honestly, looking back, that was probably one of the better things that happened as early as it did because it kind of shaped my mind and allowed me to realize that NFL is a business first. And obviously that that wasn't my first time uh, getting cut, but uh, you know what they always say, the first cut is the deepest. And, and after that, it was it was kind of, um, you know, mentally uh, shaped, you know, what, what to expect from the NFL and not to take any. And you made that transition and then, you know, you had an opportunity the following year, sign with the New Orleans Saints, Take us through that experience uh, with learning from Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Ben Benjamin Watson. Those are three well-established individuals. Uh, what type of impact did they have you uh, in terms of de- helping you develop and um, the leadership they displayed? At the time of getting that opportunity, uh, even when it was uh, being my first year on the practice squad, you know, I was just pretty much excited to get a chance, excited to have a coach and staff, an organization to at least kick the tires in and then see what 
I can bring to the table. So um, that was the biggest thing for me early on. And couple that with um, the personnel around me and Drew Brees and Benjamin Watson and a great coach like Sean Payton. Um, it was, you know, I couldn't imagine a better way to really get get started. And then, you know, obviously you get, you go down there and you make your NFL debut and you, you just, I'm sure, running through the tunnel on September 18th. I'm sure you had a lot of emotions running through your head. Um, where you came from, from the Bronx, where your parents came from their, their upbringing and, uh, you know, how family was always preached. What was it like walking through that tunnel knowing that, hey, I'm playing in my first NFL game? I'm playing in my first game of football. Uh, right. you, what was it like? It's kind of surreal for me. Um, kind of emotional and knowing that, you know, the emotions and the things that the flashbacks that you have coming out that tunnel, the flashbacks of how hard it was to even, um, you know, put on pads for the first time, you know, even that you could go back to, you know, just the things that you went through to even, you know, get to that point. And, um, it was very fulfilling. It was very rewarding to, and I felt very blessed to at least uh, get an opportunity to um, play in an NFL game because a lot of kids work their whole lives to get that opportunity. Yeah, play four years of college. Like you said, play four years of high school, play Pop Warner. I mean, you, the, just the numbers when you go over a million kids play high school football every year. You know, over 70,000 play college football. You know, 6,500 are scouted by the NFL. So uh, we know the odds of minuscule, and um, you defy the odds. And uh, that's, that's a story in itself. Um, you have some, you know, obviously the learning curve there. You get cut by the uh, Saints. Um, you know, that's obviously any time you get cut. Like you said, it's, it's a lot of times, as I'm sure you'll agree, you learn a lot when you get cut, when you lose. Um, what was that like? Did, did you have any concern uh, when you were released by the Saints? Um, or did you just know, hey, you know what, this is just part of the plan. I'm, I'm going to pick up where I left off somewhere else. To be honest with you, I didn't know what uh, was next, but what I did know was work. Um, and I, I didn't allow that opportunity to define, you know, my drive and what I actually wanted to do for myself and leaving my mark to play at that level. So I guess the easiest thing to do at that time um, is to say, you know what, football isn't for me. I got cut, gave it my best shot. But um, just being the person I am and the person that my parents raised me to be, um, you know, I want to have the ability to not only start something but finish it. So um, in having that drive and having that um, persistence, it allowed me to just put my head down. And You know, it's kind of like um, how we opened up this conversation. You know, I may not know what uh, the NFL season might entail, but I could control how prepared I am for that opportunity. Yep, that's true. Work ethic, attitude, and you sure have done that, a remarkable job with that. You get claimed, obviously, by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, you know, what was it like, first interaction with Cam and playing with Cam McCaffrey, playing for a coach that won a Super Bowl and also led a team to a Super Bowl and coach um, Ron Rivera? I, I, my expectations were honestly empty when I kind of um, um, joined the Panthers organizations because I knew that they uh, they had claimed me off waivers and 
you know, I, I was just hoping and praying that they had me in the picture for long-term plans. Um, but in, in coming there and especially meeting, you know, a quarterback like Cam Newton, you know, first time I'm seeing Cam Newton, um, that's a quarterback damn near my size. It's a tight end in the quarterback's body. So um, seeing a specimen like that, an athlete like that, and seeing what he was able to do uh, in the prior years to me getting there, be able, being able to win an MVP and um, taking a team to the Super Bowl and doing things like that, it was very exciting for me to be even considered as a part of, um, you know, that organization and, and, and that pedigree. So. And you've obviously carved out a little bit of niche, uh, you know, where you're at. Um, you know, you, if you look at your career, as I mentioned, you went from 235 as a hooper to 260. Uh, can you maybe discuss a little bit about the training regimen, Chris, the differences between training for hoop to training to, for football? Um, I would say the training is a little bit more uh, vigorous in, in football. Obviously, it's two different sports, sports, so the demands on the training is different. But I, I always look at things that, you know, I'm an athlete first. Um, I'm just playing a different sport now. So um, in the earlier years of my life, I was playing basketball. I'm now playing football. Um, the only thing that really changed is the sport. You know, uh, the work ethic is always consistent. The ability to you know, take care of your body is always consistent. Your attention to detail is always consistent. So for those things, those traits didn't really change for me. Um, the only difference is was, you know, putting on a helmet and pad and actually learning a new sport. And what advice would you give to younger athletes, Chris, that are looking to maybe follow in your footsteps? Uh, you've obviously paved the way from Cardinal Spellman uh, to where you're at right now. Any advice that you would give back to the to the next generation on what they can do or what they should, how they should prepare? Or, um, yeah, I, I think it all starts with one: believing in, in yourself. Um, and I know that might sound a little bit cliche, but um, I could recall instances where um, you know I, I could look back and um, I could hear comments or you know certain opinions about myself, or even initially telling some people like, "Hey, I'm gonna," you know start playing football at the age of 22, 23 years old um, and having some people you know, doubt that. And without that belief in myself and um, in my ability and knowing who I am and knowing what I know that I'm capable of, um, I don't think I would have been able to really sit there and accomplish what I have. So I think it, I think it just starts in, you know, having an unyielding, you know, confidence and belief in yourself, what you do, um, how you do it and just remaining consistent. Um, do be consistent in, in all that you do. Put your head down and just work. Yeah, consistency tr- sure does breed success. And um, you know, and you look at you, you know where the NFL is in right now. Um, the the whole pandemic. Uh, do you think you, you think the season kicks off on time, and you're still kind of you know unsure? And to be honest with you, it's, it's a giant question mark. You know, as of right now. Um, because I didn't hear anything different or otherwise, um, we're going to be starting on time. But um, obviously that news is until further notice. But um, as I said earlier, in the meantime, I'm controlling what I can't control. Uh, I may not be able to control when this pandemic ends, if this pandemic ends in time uh, for the season, but I can't control how prepared I'll be for whatever might transpire and whatever might happen. And with regards to, uh, you know, Chris, I know you have a, a charitable side to you. Um, what are your passions outside of, of football? Um, giving back. You know, that's one of them. That's the first thing that my mind and um, there's many ways that 
us as professional athletes or just people in general could give back. You know, I think a lot of people um, associate giving back with only monetary, um, you know, donations and things like that. But my biggest thing is, uh, although that might be good, I think it's far more valuable to give my time, give my time to the things that I'm passionate about, uh, whether it be, you know, helping kids in the community, helping people in the community, just trying to figure out a way to, you know, bring everybody on board in the sense that, you know, I, I'm nowhere close to the top of the mountain that I see myself, but it doesn't hurt in the meantime to, you know, take a rope and pull some people up with you and um, help them know what it takes, um, certain mentality to have and um, just instilling in kids to believe in themselves and thing like things like that. Well said. Well, how about goals for this year, Chris? Have you, any any personal goals that you set out for yourself? Uh, personally, um, my number one goal always as long as I'm a player in this league is to have a healthy season because with a healthy season, you're able to, you know, the likelihood of you producing the likelihood of you even staying on the field um, increases that much more. Um, Secondly, I'd I'd probably want to, you know, be and have my most productive season of of my career. And that's always my, you know, goals year in and year out, but um, it's just constantly finding a way to improve and get better and, you know, beat your personal benchmark um, because at the end of the day, um, I, I really believe in, in focusing on me uh, in my own lane and not trying to compare myself to other people or players. Um, it's just kind of chasing my ghost. And best advice you'd give to your younger self? Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I'll probably say having the ability to say no. <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, that's one of the ones that uh, jump off the bat, and now that I'm older and obviously uh, more mature than I was back then, um, being comfortable in your own skin and knowing what you want, it's okay to you know kind of say what you want and not be ashamed of how you feel about certain things. Uh, so that that's that's one of the first things that pops up in my head. And how about passions outside of football? A lot of times, you know, you you're six foot six, big piece of real estate. You know, you got a helmet on, pads. You know, the fans are, you know, all jacked up. Um, what interests you outside of football that maybe your fans might not know? Um, I take a great liking into, you know, business, um, finance. Um, you know, I'm a, I am a bookworm. I love information. I love learning uh, things. I love challenging my perspective about a lot because I feel like the easiest thing to do is to read and be around people. Um, that kind of conform to the school of thought that you already have. And I think it takes a great deal of understanding and self-awareness to um, from time to time challenge yourself and challenge your thought and, and, and open up your perspective to other things. And, you know, you recently just got married. Congratulations. Um, you got a smile. You don't look tired. So that's a great start. Uh, you know, your, your wife, her dad's an NFL Hall of Famer, Ken Easley. Um, any point? In, in the past, have you had any conversation with him discussing your games or film or of any of that? You know, to be honest with you, I think um, from that point forward in, in meeting her, I just had to really accept that I'm the second best football player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you guys are all part of a unique fraternity. Um, uh, we like to ask our guests Chris, some questions. Uh, favorite movie? Man on Fire, Denzel Washington. Oh, man, great. Denzel, he's, he is special. Uh, and I know you said you're a bookworm, and like myself. Favorite book? 
Wow. Uh, rich dad, poor dad. Oh, that's a good one. Good, good. We, I recommend any younger kid getting their hands on that. Um, favorite destination spot, whether you've been to or you'd like to visit? Bora Bora. Bora Bora. I think we've had someone else that mentioned Bora Bora a couple weeks back. And um, favorite cheat meal, if you could have anything one day, say this is what I'm eating. I, if I have to guess, I might say Boston chicken. But <laughs> to, Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. And now, is, is mom make the the best mac and cheese you, you've had, or is there a certain Bard, spot? Bardon. Bar, wow, that's great. Well, um, that being said, uh, you know, obviously, I know you got a different regime this year. Um, everyone's excited. Hopefully, the season kicks off in time. Uh, but anything else you want to share with our listeners that we we did not cover that um, we might have missed? Um, I think it's very important, um, especially to the kids that listen to this podcast, to know uh, and understand that. Um, Sports are important, but education is just as important because one of those things, one of the two of those things is going to outlast the other. And after your sports career is done, after your college career is done, you're going to have to go out in the real world and really, you know, apply whatever you learned in your life. Um, And in this case, whether it be collegiate degree or a graduate degree or whatever the case may be, um, I like to tell kids that uh, first that. I'm a student and I earned my master's degree and that was something that was a priority for me and my family. And also just knowing that, you know, when it's all said and done, you always, you could always ensure yourself and have something to fall back. Well said. Well, Chris Manhurts, he's traveled the road, less traveled through grit, you know, resiliency, initiative, tenacity. He has knocked on the door of success and has entered um, extremely humble we wish you continued success. Thank you for you know sharing us the inside scoop of your journey, and uh, you've got such a unique, authentic story. I know will strike chords with our listeners and your fan base. And we wish you a big 2020 season. Stay safe and uh, enjoy the beautiful sacrament of marriage. And we wish you continued success, my friend. Appreciate that, Sean. Thanks for having me. All right, take care, and we are out. And uh, on the next episode of No Backing Down podcast, you will hear from the road less traveled and Chris Manhurts, number 82, tight end for the Carolina Panthers. I did, and we're going to have to edit this, I did forget one thing, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, 50, first touchdown reception, trick play. You're in the huddle, you get the call. What is going through your mind, I should say, as you're running down the field, Monday night football, and you see. Christian McCaffrey, heave it up. The ball's in the air. What is going through your head? Do not drop this ball. <laughs> <laughs> and sure, you cradled it, and you raced to the end zone. And I remember my first touchdown reception. Obviously, it wasn't in the NFL. What did it feel like when you crossed that plane scoring your first NFL touchdown? Yo, it's indescribable, um, especially just knowing the context that it was on Monday Night Football, the whole world is watching, and, you know, hearing the crowd scream um, as loud as they did um, for a touchdown that you scored is a memory that I'll probably never forget, and I don't even think that it could be duplicated unless I score another touchdown. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's definitely a, a surreal feeling and a memory that I won't forget. I wanted at the same time, I did the rocket off the couch, almost hit my head on the ceiling, and then wanted to go through the 
TV and strangle the announcer for calling you Chris Martinez. But <laughs> he made whole of the situation, and, uh, you know, that was uh, a memorable, memorable night. And uh, hopefully there will be many more of those to come. And, uh, again, we, we appreciate your time, Chris, and wish you continued success. Keep pounding, and always remember, no backing down. Appreciate it. All right. Thank Take you. care. All right, brother. Bye. All right. Talk to you soon, my friend. Yep. All right. Bye-bye.